Welcome to the club, the game club. I'm your host, Aiden Matthews of Blue Catch Productions. And today, my guest on the show is fellow bovine with an afro. The only one I know, actually. You've seen him before on LHG, or perhaps you've checked out his own epic gamer content. It's the one, the only, Calfro. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Yeah. I'm here. I'm ready to talk about uh, Pokemon. Ooh, fancy. That's what we're talking about. So in case this is your, your first episode listening to this, basically, premise of Game Club in a nutshell, me and a good friend talk about a game for 30 minutes or so, pretty casual discussion. The game doesn't have to come from Lines Honor Gaming. It could just be any game people are interested about. And uh, yeah, we pretty much just talk about and have fun. Kafra already introduced what game we're talking about today. And this is one uh, that I don't think I've really had like a critical discussion about before with anybody. So this will be a first, I think, for, for me. And also, I'd imagine for you as well, because I don't you don't typically talk about your Pokemon opinions a lot of the time. No, not not publicly, no, not usually. So I have, like, no idea what I'm getting into right now. <laughs> because we might have, like, polar opposite opinions on this game, and I'm going to be like, oh, I didn't know how you felt. But that'll be interesting to watch it unfold live on, on Game Club, only only not live when you're listening to this, because this is pre-recorded, as, as it does, as it do be. Yeah, I mean, I assume you you've played the game, right? I have. Yes. Um Have you have you played like red and blue or just blue or what? So, my history with it, uh I didn't start till generation 3, right? Those were the the new and hip popular Pokémon games that were out at the time when I was little. And so I started on that and then I kind of played my way through the newer ones. It wasn't until much much later um to where I actually started playing red and blue. We got a copy of it for pretty cheap, like 20 or so dollars. And I played a little bit of it here and there. Uh, but I never really fully beat any of them until the 3DS versions came out on Virtual Console. And so then I was like, I'm going to be a hipster and I'm going to play Yellow. And so I've beaten Yellow before. And I've made a lot of progress on Red and Blue. But in terms of my uh, Gen 1 experience, I've actually played the remakes Fire Red and Leaf Green like so many more times. Those were my first games. I played gotcha. Leaf Green as, as a child. And, and beat that to death so much. So I know a lot about Gen 1, maybe not necessarily the red and blue versions, but uh, going back to play them was an interesting experience. What about you? Where did you start with Pokemon? I started from the beginning. I mean, I think I was eight years old and I got Pokemon blue version for Christmas. Mm. And um, I, I still play it to this day. Like I literally had to close my little DS so that I could do this recording because I was playing Pokemon blue. Like I'm, always going to play that game i'm obsessed with that game and it's, it's probably just the nostalgia but so much fun so it's, much there's fun. so much you can do and and i mean i don't mean to talk about other generations too much but the fact that i can still to this day transfer things from gen one to the current gen generation that's just that's that's so cool to me that's why i still play You're right that somehow even though it's been like at this point 20 years since the originals came out the fact that all that all that history is still there and you can transfer that. And not only that, but like they're still in new games. Like a lot of the creatures introduced in the original are still around and still kicking and are still very much fan favorites among the communities. Incredible. Uh, For sure. Especially because when you get down to it, the original red and blue is an RPG for an eight bit system that has so many like 
technical rough around the edges moments but at the same time is still wildly appealing super imaginative and really really fun <laughs> right i remember playing this like eight or nine years old and being introduced to it like very early on with the the cards and then soon after the video game but like just like imagining what these fights would look like if they took place and then like you know seeing pokemon stadium come out and then the new generations and you know the pokemon pokemon tournament i mean it's just like it's been crazy to see this just evolve throughout my childhood since i was like like i said like eight years old so um it's it's really easy to still be absolutely in love with this idea i i started out with blue version like i said my brother got red version i got blue version so we traded each other constantly we 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 knew everything about the game we'd go to school and we would talk to people about you know at, at the on the jungle gym about how to how to get mew and how to do the <laughs> shit like we knew that stuff early on you're spreading around them the playground rumors of Mew under the truck and all that was that exactly nonsense. it. That was my childhood. Everybody was talking about it back in my back in my elementary school. Did y'all have I the remember. the Dragonite Yoshi one as well, or have you heard the this Dragonite one? Yoshi one? What's that one? So the idea being that some uh, magazine at the time said that you could evolve Dragonite into a Yoshi and did a, a Photoshop screenshot of it, <laughs> so it's showing Yoshi in the game or whatever, and apparently yeah. people bought onto it and went, "Oh wow, I didn't know Yoshi was in this and uh, all that sort of stuff." But no rumors, rumors I don't in think those it days. Have there was so many people talking about it though that like you could usually tell which rumors were true and which ones yeah. weren't true and you know people would say oh you can get Mew this way and you'd go home and you'd try it and you'd go to school the next day and either yeah. call them out and be like how <laughs> oh, did you shit. know that yeah you know like the the truck glitch going going to the SSN and going to the truck like quickly finding out that was you know total BS false yeah and like the internet was still in its very like early days is like sure. You could go on the internet, but where are you going to find anybody? They'll be like, oh, I know. I, I can tell you for real, for real how to get me or whatever. So, like, there wasn't, there wasn't guides on this shit. You just sort of had to figure it out as you go. And uh, props to Game Freak on, on marketing that. Because, like, just saying the fact that a rare Pokemon called Mew is in the game and you can collect them and you have that Pokedex spot on the bottom tempting you so you know it's real. But then Game Freak not actually telling you. That's such a genius level of, like word of mouth marketing i think i've ever seen <laughs> i swear that that pokemon to this day keeps me up at night i'm like i'm gonna find an exploit someday and yeah. get that transferred over from gen I'm one like, that's, that's still something i try to figure out like i got a box yeah. full of just like because i got two ds's so I've, I've got like a box filled with just like rare pokemon and one ds and then i use the other one to just you know reset it and start over and everything and i think i've, I've done more exploits than i want to admit to because like it takes a long time to do those things. Well, and they don't let you get Mew in blue and red. You have to you have to do a cheat. And yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody knew like multiple cheats. There's so many ways to cheat in that game. That's what makes it so much fun too. It's like, and, and nothing is almost ever game breaking. You just reset the game and you're fine. Right. Nothing, nothing's that end of the world. But, that, but that's what I'm talking about though, where like these games specifically, um, have you ever looked into the development of Red and Blue at all? Oh, I... I, that's how I spend my my lunch break a lot of the time. I'll look up like an exploit video or something. Right, but like this game pretty much for Game Freak was just sort of this like almost eight, nine year labor of love uh, to try to get a game like this off the ground. And then they finally did at like the tail ass end of the original Game Boy's life. And they finally put it out or whatever and there's like so many 
glitches or whatever and all this other stuff, but it didn't impact the, uh, the success at all. Like that game still, to my knowledge, is the highest selling out of any of the uh, original series games. And, and I mean, it, it deserves that, that spot of being like so great. I mean, it really doesn't even matter when it came out because I mean, you can say it came out at the end of like the, the game boy's life, but I mean, people continue to play that like well into like the days of like three DS and everything. Like there were still people playing it, especially like the older people. They just didn't want to let go of their game boy. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people where those I, things I, last I, forever I, though. Those things don't break. Do. I have my gray brick still. I have my batteries in it. It still works, man. It still works. Those so things don't break. They don't. I, yeah. I've taken it on many a car trip playing Pokemon Red, Blue, Gold, Silver. So I guess I guess I can I can move on from from glitches and stuff now because I feel like we could talk about that stuff for like an I hour. I could talk about that all day. <laughs> yeah. We can yeah, it's very interesting, but still. So I think before I even get into the game stuff, I have to know I have to know one thing one thing first. And if you meet another Pokemon fan, right, you, you typically have a, a an allegiance or so to a, a particular starter and uh i've i've definitely had mine since childhood for sure of the three good old bulbasaur squirtle and charmander uh i'm curious i'm curious to see where you where you lie on that who who do you usually pick in, in these games well i always pick the same one nowadays like as an adult but when i was a kid when it wasn't all about cheating it mm-hmm. was it was always squirtle squirtle interesting yeah okay nowadays it's it's always bulbasaur because i can do so many exploits with him that's me now like i i picked i picked bulbasaur and leaf green and then pretty much i've i've played the i've played fire and leaf green pretty much now with everybody at this point because i play it so often is it because of uh is it because of leech seed is that why you pick him no i just thought he looked cute uh, oh, okay. this is my first pokemon game right so i had like no no right. knowledge about it at all uh it was it wasn't until later that I was like, Oh wait, I really like this line. I really like how they play. They're dope. <laughs> but at the time it was just, oh frog boy. <laughs> I'll pick him. Whatever. Sure. Uh, like I vividly remember my brother and me opening our games at the same day and like him starting his before I did, and he immediately chose Charmander because he was playing the red version. So I was like, Well, I gotta pick the turtle. He's the cutest one there. Yeah. So but like if I knew about moves and everything back then, it would have so easily been Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur, my boy, I love him so much. I still yeah. have my, uh, I still have my Venusaur from Leaf Green, which at this point is like ten years old, but I still keep him around. Transfer that. I chug yeah, him around. The battery dies on it. You got to transfer that. I did. Him. I did. He's in Sword and Shield right now. Oh, that's awesome. They let you transfer v- Venu now, so I'm like, cool. I'll just put him. I'll just put him in there. But like, I, I feel like a lot of people go Charmander. I don't know too many of you Squirtle Squirtle folks at all. Really, <laughs> they seem to be like there are a few people I know who pick Squirtle. I, everybody picked Charmander like it was a big deal in New York when I was a kid growing up and like everybody picked Charmander. So I, I wanted to kick Charmander's ass and I knew about it before I started playing because I was already playing with the cards before I got the game. So right. I already knew like Squirtle would kick Charmander's ass. You were like, I, I know I know the real secrets here. I'm a, yeah. you, you think you're so cool with your Charmander. Well, OK. So. And I, I thought I knew everything before I knew anything about the game because I was like, what am I going to do with Bulbasaur? He's a he's a plant. What's a yeah. plant going to do? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I knew a lot of that, like, because I had a lot of kids around me that played Pokemon, and I would just hear, like, really stupid, like, things that obviously weren't true. One of my one of my memories of having, like, um, I've, t- I've told you about my brother Ethan before, um, and, of course, when, when he played Pokemon, I played Pokemon, so we had that similar thing going on. 
Uh, right. Only he didn't pick Fire Red. He went with Ruby, and he liked the Hoenn games. So we still got that trading and battling in. But I remember him telling me, like, uh, Oddish, right? <laughs> Little plant mm-hmm. dude on the ground. He's like, we must have been like five or six or something. Like, not even had any knowledge on this. He was like, yo, you know Oddish evolves into Rayquaza, right? Like, the mascot legendary of Emerald, the big green-ass oh, yeah, dragon. He's like, yeah. Exactly like. He'll, uh, he'll evolve right into that. I'm like, really? Yeah, you got to get him to, like, 99 or whatever. Something absurd. <laughs> and meanwhile, like, Oddish ain't going to get you nowhere. <laughs> No, no, no. Do not take an Oddish with you anywhere. I, I used like to that. hear things like that too when I was a kid. I'd hear like you can you can catch Marowak, you can catch Marowak's ghost or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like I I think I spent like hours trying to figure out how to do that. I was like, there's got to be a way. So and so told me so. Yeah. Just to come to find out as an adult, it's like that kid was lying to me. They would never lie to me. Why would they? Why would you lie to me? Why would they tell me an inaccurate thing? So right, hours of my life wasted because I believed the rumor. <sighs> How long did it take you to beat it the first time? I guess. Uh, I was definitely in competition with my brother to see who which one of us could beat it first. Right, like and, a race. Um, yeah, and obviously I had the head start because I picked Squirtle and we got to that first gym and he he hit a roadblock, you know, mm-hmm. with Charmander. So I mean, I had the I had the the advantage the whole time. And me being three years older, I mean, I was able to like stay up longer. <laughs> and you know, we're talking about kids. I'm eight. He's like what? I, I guess he's like six or something like right. that at the time. Yeah. So like he's he he might still be taking naps or something for all I know. And it's just like I gotta. I gotta That's be my out. chance. Yeah. But did you beat him? So, did you win? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. He How... could barely even read the words still. Like, of <laughs> course, it was no competition. Well, I have to know. If it's a competition, I got to know who, who went. How long do you think it took? Like a month or a week or so? Or how long? I guarantee it took less than a month because okay. I played a lot of video games as a kid. So I'm sure it took me less than a month. I, I had so many video games on my Game Boy back then. You see, Pokemon for me, when I first played it, it was still very early on and I hadn't played like a ton of games and especially not like an RPG like Pokemon before. So I think it must have took me like several months to uh, to figure it out and, and to really oh, like wow. understand it a lot of the time. Cool. And when I did, uh, that's important to mention, too, though, like I had a strategy guide. Yeah, I like, never did. I never did. We, we got that as a gift as well. So it wasn't like we got stuck at any point. It was just like, oh, I'll just read the strategy guide. And I, and I would do a thing, too, where I'd be like, I just have, like, garbage teams. I'd be like, ooh, I want Butterfree on my team, and I'll catch Butterfree, and I'll, like, train it up, and I'll be like, oh, wait, he's awful later on. I can't just keep a <laughs> level 30 Butterfree or something. So it would just be, like, dumb roadblock after dumb roadblock to win, like, and, of course, uh, the end of Red and Blue and Fire and Leaf Green especially is, like, once you get to that Elite Four and Champion, they're kind of a tougher set, especially compared to the rest of the series. And for that oh, to be for my, sure. for that to be my first Pokemon game, like I got my ass kicked several times before I finally was like, oh, okay, I think I get it now. <laughs> I yeah, I, I was stubborn. I'd always like, you know, save outside the, the Elite Four and then like I'd go in and I'd get my ass handed to me. I'd be like, okay, so bring everybody up 10 more levels and then try it again. Yeah, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask I'm, smart. <laughs> no, I, I refuse to black out in game and then like let that save like, no. I got to I got to reset the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. So, uh what do you think it is about like Red and Blue and I guess specifically like early Pokémon? Cuz you've played uh I saw you playing a little bit of Sword and Shield um and even seeing you guys in your Discord doing like raids and stuff. 
what about those those early Pokemon games keep you coming back despite the fact that like here we are in 2020 and you can you can carry Pokemon in a handheld and on a home console and there's like 30 different versions and remakes and all sorts of wacky stuff now anime card games all sorts of stuff it's it's uh, it's it's the characters you know it's definitely not the story let's be honest you do nothing in a the story red just, it's, it's, <laughs> i should mention yeah i should mention the story in every pokemon game in my opinion there's never been a good story in my opinion i tend to agree it's those it's those monsters those those characters they're so cool to me and every time they would come out with a new generation, it's like, oh, now he's standing in a new pose. Now I kind of get a little bit more of what he looks like. Right. Because there was a little bit of mystery in that first generation of what they looked like exactly. And then as things kind of changed, it was cool to see it evolve. Because some of them guess, didn't even look remotely like they were supposed to at all. Like No, they didn't. They really didn't. I could flat talk out about that. lied to they, you in they, the game. <laughs> I know, right? And they did that for like multiple generations yep. before they straightened their crap out. Yeah. Like, but I mean, I, I made sure I didn't see any spoilers when they put out Sword and Shield. I did not want spo- spoilers on any of the Pokemon. I just wanted to go out into the wild and just be like, oh, I've never seen that before. And that's exactly what I got. Yeah. And and that's what brings me back every time. It's like I get to see the new monsters and everything. It's like I hope we get to a thousand monsters before my lifetime is over because I just love when they add new Pokemon. We're close. We're like at 800 or something, 898 or something. I don't know the full number anymore. But goddamn, do I, I remember all of them. I think 890-something, though. Yeah, 890-something like that. I got a big portion of my memory dedicated to fucking remembering Pokemon names, and I don't even... I still don't know my own it. social security number half the time. <laughs> I just downloaded uh, um, Pokemon Home for the Switch, so I'm, like, trying to organize them all by Pokedex <sighs> official number, and it's I've just taking... I've been doing that shit. It just takes hours. Forever. It just takes hours. But That's I, how you get more rare Pokemon, though. I, I mean, know. I need to know what I've got so I, I can trade them. I know. I got a shiny Rayquaza. Not a, a Rayquaza, I'm sorry, Raikou uh, yesterday. Okay. Like, I'm living large right now, man. He orange, right? Any orange? He's orange. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I get you. I but traded I, a cast form for that. I think, I think for me specifically, what I really like about generation one especially because i've played all of them right and generation one wasn't my first so i had no nostalgia for it mm-hmm. i mean i kind of do with fire and leaf green but not those original games sure and, it, and i think what i like so much about like early pokemon specifically uh compared to a lot of later ones is number one the creatures right i have a huge nostalgia to that original 151 and the johto ones and even hoen um but the other thing specifically is that a lot of the game is so, I'm not going to say it's an open world, but it's very much open-ended in the route you can take and what event you decide to do everything in. There's a certain point where like you beat, I think Lieutenant Surge, or, or is it Erica? But pretty much after you beat Erica, you can pretty much go in any order you want, whether you want to tackle Rocket or go to Lavender, or go to Fuchsia, or do the Safari Zone, or just straight up do gyms out of order. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. That's uh, it's like the, so open ended. The more you play the game, the place, the whole map kind of opens up a little bit more and more. And even though you're not necessarily supposed to go a certain way, right. there's more options as to which direction you want to go after you do this or that. And it's not so massive at the same time. Whereas, like, you could reference something from the same time that came out, maybe like uh, Link's Awakening, maybe 
Dragon um, it's Quest really for me. easy. It was really easy to get lost in that game back then. So like, even though there's all these different directions you can go in Pokemon, you're never really lost. You know, right. you can always kind of get yourself back on track in this and this big massive map that just gets bigger and bigger. Typically, if you had a problem or you got stuck, if you talk to everybody, they'll eventually be like, "Oh, hey, <laughs> by the way, right. go over there." But you don't have to. And that's what I'm if saying. If you're smart enough to get a map from, you know, your rival sister right in the beginning. And I mean, they kind of tell you to right yeah, in the beginning. But yeah, if you yeah. go and get that map, too. I mean, you're, you're, you're good at that point. You're set, for sure. And I just, I really like that even though there isn't a focus on story, uh, there is a huge focus on, like, creating your own journey, uh, creating your own team, doing things in whatever order you want. Whereas it feels like modern Pokemon a lot of the time, uh, even though it looks like a big wide open region, typically... The game follows more of like, okay, so this is the one way you're supposed to go, and you got to go in this straight line. And any deviation away from that line, we're not going to yeah. let you do at all. Whereas Gen One's like, all right, you want to go get your ass kicked by Sabrina? Here you go, doors open, have fun. <laughs> you know, you could do that. Right. You could do that, and I really appreciate that, especially given the type of game that it was and how how it really doesn't tell you a ton about like how it works and operates and how it's mainly targeted to like eight or nine year olds. The fact that it's still like, yo, make the journey whatever you want. I really appreciate that. <laughs> right. It's not It's not very hand-holdy. I mean, mm-hmm. once they set you out into the world, after you give Oak his parcel, I'd say that's when the game really starts. Mm-hmm. That's when you really feel like, all right, nobody's holding my hand anymore. I have to go back home or anything. Like, it's up to me to figure out what I'm supposed to do. Um, man, I remember, like, getting, like, to the Elite Four. I think I was halfway through the Elite Four for the very first time, and I pressed the select button in the items pouch and realized that, like, if you press the select button twice, you can move your items to the other pouch. Wow. <laughs> and, like, my mind was just, like, blown. I was like, oh, my God. Nobody told me I could move my items through my pouch. Like, I'm pissed right now. Like, you know how much time I've spent trying to organize this bag? So by fancy. withdrawing and depositing. So, like, they don't, they don't hold your hand at all in this game. Like, if you compare that to a... A newer game, like I think Hop has to tell me how to, how to, you know, how to shake after I'm finished. Like it's just <laughs> like they don't they hold your hand the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I much I much prefer structurally how uh, how Red and Blue like open it up a bit more and let you kind of go whatever way you yeah. want. Um, the whole game can, just feels like I a series of mysteries the whole way through. Over again because the story. As much as it's not the best story ever, like that reason that it doesn't hold your hand is the same reason I can play it over and over and over again. I right. won't play Sword and Shield over and over and over again. No. It, there's too much talking. Yeah. It just gets a little tedious at a certain point. And it's like a game like Red and Blue is just so easy to replay because it's like, oh, I beat the game with these six creatures. Let me try out the other 140 whatever. Uh, yeah. I typically end up with with different, unique, and, and wacky teams at the end of my playthroughs. And the cool thing is almost sort of like when you win a trophy, right? There's always a story behind it. There's always a story to tell of like, oh, yeah, so I just found like a shiny, you know, fucking Nidoran. And then I kept them on the team. And then I evolved them. Or uh, even going to my, my recent Let's Play with Zach on, on Fire Red and Leaf Green. And just being like watching Zach play it and watch him form his own team and his own story. Uh bit of a spoiler alert i guess but we end the game with a cadabra just a regular ass cadabra because we can't trade because we're on the emulator <laughs> no i see that coming i knew that i, I watched that series yeah. too it's uh it is it's interesting to see his like shock to certain things that you know we take for granted because absolutely we, we played for so long and he's like whoa this evolves into that 
that's dope as fuck. Like, I played I played this like, game yeah, it is. like a thousand times. <laughs> Each time I play it, I'm like, I'm still discovering new things. I'm still getting new experiences out of it. Uh, yeah. It's a game that like doesn't stop giving a lot of the time. Oh, jeez. I guess I, I, I want to dedicate just a little bit of this. I know we're kind of getting close. Uh, but just specifically, do you have any like problems going back to playing blue and red, especially compared to some of the modern games? I mean, we kind of talked about the strengths of a lot of older Pokemon, uh, but are there, do you get any issues specifically going back and replaying the games as many times as you do? Um, the lack, the badge thing, you know, I, I could just, I could get through things a lot faster. It, that badge thing just annoys me. It's just the only thing I'm going to complain about is not being able to cheat faster, and that's really <laughs> not a fair complaint. So I guess I can't complain too much. Give me Mew. That's what I want. Let there me transfer go. my Mew. That, that's a more fair complaint. Let me transfer the Mew that I cheated to get, please. So why do you not like badges specifically? Is it is it holding you off? Is it the level cap? Like what about it? So I, I beat the game numerous times, right? I'll right. send the Pokemon to my other file. And then I'll restart my file, and I'll start the game, right? And I'll have, like, a level 6 Bulbasaur or something, and I'll go to the first town with the Pokemon Center, and I'll transfer over my, like, level 100 Fero because it knows how to cut and fly, and I really need that so I can get to the end of the game super fast. And then I go to fly or something, and it's like, no, you need a badge to do that, and I'm just like, You just want to to be broken. You want to just be like, I want to use my level 100 Fero. That's why I'm saying it's not fair to complain. But if I was going to complain about any cheat in the game, let me transfer Mew. I just want to transfer Mew, or at least make it possible. But they did such a good job of keeping people from transferring it from first generation. And it's it's a perfect game. It, it's got so many exploits, and I still think it's a perfect game. I think probably on my end, the only like major issue I have with it is compared to a lot of newer Pokemon games, once you beat it, you beat it. There's no... like. Sure, you can catch Mewtwo, and you can catch some of the legendaries, but if you know what you're doing, that takes, like, maybe an hour. <laughs> I, was, then... I was actually hesitant for just that reason to get Pokemon uh, Let's Go Pikachu. Right. Because, I'm like, I played this game already. What's going to happen when I beat it? Like, it's boring after that. But, yeah. like, seeing that you could fight other trainers after that in Let's Go Pikachu, like, that gave that that game that kind of extra thing. And, like, Fire Red and Leaf Green literally, like, has, like, an island chain that you can just go visit. And, oh, uh, see, that's cool. And you get some added stuff on it, but like in comparison, the original Red and Blue, once that game's beat, it is beat. Whereas nowadays, that's we're true. used to like having the whole online community and Wi-Fi battling and trading and getting the Pokedex filled up and like the battle tower, the battle gym, the battle like sewer. <laughs> like they just keep coming up with new ones all the time. But that's and- true, and I really like that they do that. I guess back then it didn't matter too much because if you like the game that much, you're gonna you're gonna Replay restart it. the game. You're going to send your best guys over and you're going to do the whole thing again with your better team. It's incredibly re- replayable. I still I still love popping in more fire and leaf green for me because that's what I grew up with. But yeah, I got a so. I got a level 100 Mew. I got a level 100 Mewtwo. I got a level 100 Dragonite. I got a level 100 Alakazam, Electabuzz and Gengar, I think. And I just wipe the floor with everything when when they feel like listening to me. <laughs> Right, because it's a chance. Sometimes they'll actually listen to you. I they'll just take that. a nap on me for like eight turns in a row, and I'm like, just like, you. I just want to be the second gym before like, I go to work. <laughs> Let's take my sweet ass time. <laughs> but that'd be cool if there was like a new game plus or something. I feel like that would be like 
it's the same game again, but now all the levels are higher and you can just use your guys from the last playthrough. That'd be insane. That would be great. But I obviously would, it was the Game Boy, so that. I'm not I'm not complaining. They're like, oh, you should have done that. Like, obviously, for a first game in a series, it clearly is a, a landmark fucking game. I guess before I, I let you go, it wouldn't really be like a a Pokemon discussion without talking about like some of the Pokemon themselves. I just want to know your favorites, like top five, top ten from from Red and Blue. Like who are the, who are the guys that you absolutely? Or maybe maybe there are people playing it for the first time. Who are the most who are the most badass motherfuckers in the, in the game? Well, favorite and badass would be different. I mean, my favorite to this day has always been Haunter. Haunter is my favorite Pokemon. I love Haunter. <laughs> So like people are like you 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 know you can uh, trade him and he'll evolve. I'm like I don't want him to evolve. I don't like that silly Gengar. I like Haunter. He's scary and he's cool. And I'm just like just get a Haunter. He's he's perfect. <laughs> I don't remember what his signature move is, but he gets one move and like that's all you need. And it's just gonna destroy anybody that's trying to fight you with Mewtwo. And you're covered. And fuck Mewtwo. Yeah. And on well on top of that, get a Mewtwo on your team as well yeah, because yeah. they're awesome. Like that's the best psychic. He's a to god. Use. He's just a god. Yeah, Mewtwo. Mew is nice, but Mewtwo is better. What are some other ones you really like a lot from Gen One? Uh, I mean, I really like Zapdos out of the three legendary birds because he just best. roast everything. He's so that's my favorite of those three. Um, I think every time I ever have a file, I pretty much always have an Alakazam and a Sandslash. Like those two are like a given. I have to have those. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. After that, I, I really just switch it up between like pretty much anything. Like I, I like trying to play with every single guy so I can learn about him. So right. I'd say the only other one that I play with very frequently is Primate. Primate. Interesting. Primate I... used to be my favorite before I realized there was such a thing as Haunter. I had him in my uh, my first Leaf Green run, I think, when I when I beat it. He was my he was my fighting boy. Uh, he is a forgotten Pokemon. Like they don't talk about Bond yeah. Primate anymore. They don't do anything with Primate. Yeah. And even Honor kind of got shafted a little bit by Gengar. Gengar, a popular boy, and Honor just kind of he kind of vibes. Yeah, it's a shame. He kind of he's so it. scary, and then he goes from scary to like a gremlin. <laughs> yeah, just a silly dope. Just a silly. Like I love man. him too. God bless him. But like I, I don't think he needed to evolve to that. That could have been a whole different like line. I feel you. I mean, my favorite's Venusaur, and Venusaur definitely has gotten a lot of love over the years. I'm not going to say he's not talked about, but uh, when you be living in the shadow of, of Charizard 3 being revealed to the game, or Charizard 4, or Charizard but black, you know, me, well, me I feel like the Venusaur has- fan in the group, kind of vibing, being like, okay, whatever, who cares? <laughs> yeah. I feel like everybody had that one that they picked out of those, like, those, um, it was like five or six i'll look hang on a second it was like five or six and everybody picked their favorite out of these ones because they were like really hard to find there was mr mime scyther um jinx electabuzz and magmar and those were like the five really hard to find ones mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys i, I guess you, different age groups so you guys probably weren't talking about it at that point but like no. was there a favorite out of those five or no uh i liked scyther a lot but i think that had to do more with the with the episode in the anime that he's involved in, because I watched the show a lot as a kid. Um, I don't even remember him in the anime. And they're, they're like watch. in a they're like in a someplace called Bad City or something. I don't know, but it looks like it's run down or whatever. And uh, I think one of them has a Scyther, uh, and that whole like P 
Pikachu ketchup meme thing. That that comes from that episode. Oh. And Scyther okay. is the motherfucker who cut it up, I believe. No, I know what you're talking about yeah. now, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I'm a huge fan of Scizor, so I gotta say Scyther by default. So <laughs> that's 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 me. But no, my favorite's I mean, always been always been Binu and then Zapdos out of the birds. And then after that, probably like I really like Nidoking a lot, Jolteon consistently. I use him all the time. You're into the electric type. I love a lot of electric types. See, if we could get you into Pokemon Go, you would go for the yellow team, yeah. which is the right team. That's how that's how I that's how I played when I barely played it. <laughs> I know I kinda got bored of that game, but that's a whole nother story. Does that keep talking about it every day? Um but yeah, that's that's pretty much everything I have now that we've officially gone over thirty minutes, which seems to be a theme with this podcast. Uh I guess was there anything that like we didn't touch on or anything you want to say about the game in general, final thoughts, just whatever. I mean, if anybody's listening to this and they haven't played Pokemon uh red or blue, first off buy blue because it's better than red, and then enjoy because it's a really great game. It's really good. I'd recommend also, playing Fire I, 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 too. I owned I owned Green Version as well. Like I literally beat all of Green Version while playing it alongside Blue Version as a kid. That's how dedicated I was to this game. Damn. Because it was in Japanese the whole entire time. I was yeah. like beat Green Version <laughs> in Japanese. I was that dedicated. That's a, that's that's the weirdest of flexes, but you you pulled it out right. At the I end. was well. I wanted to bring it up because I was like I've been waiting for the day for that game to be like worth something because I was under the impression it would be, and like I still look to this day and it ain't worth shit. <laughs> very disappointing it's worth it to me it got venusaur on the cover yeah i guess whatever yeah. <laughs> i'm pissed but now we got leaf green and now it's that one got yeah. Venu on the cover so I, you See, know. nobody cares now you know. we just got leaf green that's all anyone cares red about. and blue super fun yellow super fun fire red leaf green super fun i have yeah that's something we didn't talk about at all we didn't talk about yellow yeah that's the version i play it's it's the same thing but like it's pikachu and they got like Jesse well, got James. The, it's got the it's got the Pikachu, the surfing Pikachu. There's like a rare legendary. He's got like surf. He can learn surf. It's about the only, about the only thing. He's got a cool mini game that's too. That's cool, it, Aiden. Yeah. That's really cool. You can put I him in stadium. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. He vibes. I love him. I love the dub. That game's great. Go go play. Go play Generation One. Go play Pokemon, and go yeah, check out uh, our Fire Red series with me and Zach. That has all been recorded. Zach is just slow to upload them. Watch that too. You're you're gonna get a chance to watch somebody play who's never played a Pokemon game before. If you want to watch someone inept play Pokemon, my good friend Zach Snyder. It's good stuff. Yeah. Got you covered. I don't even remember half of the stuff in that game anyway, so I don't I don't blame you. But uh, thanks for joining us, Capro. Had a lot of fun talking about Pokemon. I wish we could talk about it longer because I really could talk about it forever. I know. Yeah, we could probably keep going for fucking hours about this but thanks for having me man this was cool i'm glad i i hope you enjoyed it um where can they where can they find you at if they want more more of you if you search calfro one word you'll find me there you go click on it <laughs> do it go to google go to google right now fucking dive there's in there's some fake calfros out there as well they're good they're good enough too whatever just any calfro is mm-hmm. fine you, you'll find your way back to the source eventually yeah work your way through it (laughs) awesome but uh that'll do it for this episode of game club check out the other ones uh in 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 the podcast as well i'll be sure to have cowfro back on later who knows what we might talk about then maybe more pokemon who knows 
I'm just going to make him talk about Pokemon. It could be wacky. You never know. You got to gotta follow the podcast to find out. It's a mystery. Ooh. <laughs> it's going to be wacky because I use a French voice. We already recorded it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll see you guys later. Bye. All right. Later. Later.